Yep, yep. Welcome back to Kingdom Cast. It's your host, Bad Luck Chuck. We back at it again with another episode, Donkey Week Part Two. Um, we we gonna go ahead and try to finish out the season strong, and of course, we're gonna need some help to get that number one seed in the AFC. But before we get to all that, let me introduce the guys here. Top right hand corner is my guy Country. Bottom right hand corner is my guy Boogie. And our return special guest, I believe our third return special guest. Uh, he's from the Athletic Chiefs writer. He's also got on the podcast Times is our Times ours with uh, Seth Kayser and Joshua Briscoe. So we'd like to welcome back Nate Taylor to this week's episode of Kingdom Cast. How you doing, Nate? You said, did you say Kayser? <laughs> Kaiser, 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 <laughs> uh, but no, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm I'm trying to stay warm. I mean, it's brutal out here. It's bad. Yeah, it is pretty bad. At least we're not in Minnesota or anything, so they got it worse. True. So, <laughs> so yeah, man. Uh, just just kick things off, man. Um, you know, this week we know what the scenario is. So uh, with us having to take care of business tomorrow in Denver, um, it should be no issue for us. But then we also got to have Tennessee lose to Houston. So let's cut to the chase on that real quick. Um, I looked at every single angle of that Houston-Tennessee game, and I feel like Houston actually, actually has a chance. And it's not based on the first matchup either because we, we all know they beat the breaks off Tennessee in the first matchup in Tennessee, and now they're going to be playing at home. Um, they home field advantage, not all that great, but still. Um Nate, do you do you think Houston has a chance to help us out here on Sunday if we do take care of business tomorrow? You you might. Uh, you know, I think I mean, yeah, I mean, tomorrow's game is gonna be weird just because uh the Broncos have no incentive to win that game. Uh maybe like Vic Fangio does because he's trying to figure out uh where he may go if he gets fired. Um, Kansas City's own Drew Locke. I've already started like thinking about like where could he be a backup because I don't know like <laughs> you know if he's gonna be sticking around Denver. Um, the Broncos don't need to win the game. They need they need draft picks. They need to increase the value of their draft picks. Um, they can't make it to the playoffs. They're already eliminated, right? Um, so as we discuss this, like I'm just assuming the Chiefs will win. You know, they need everybody to stay healthy because uh, they could play in the playoffs next weekend if Tennessee beats Houston on Sunday. Um, so, yeah, if the Chiefs win, it's like all the pressure now shifts to Tennessee because they are the one seed. They've obviously got the tiebreaker because they beat the Chiefs um, in, like, late October, I believe. And so now I was looking at the – like, I remember watching the highlights and I looked at the box score today about, like, that first matchup between Houston and Tennessee. And it, it was just Ryan Tannehill's worst game of the season. Like, he threw uh, a couple of just awful interceptions. Um, you know, they couldn't run the ball well. Uh, for Houston, it would be cool if they, you know, it would be cool for their season. Like, I didn't think 
David Cutley could get that team four wins, let alone a chance for five. So um, there's a chance. I mean, look, there were COVID situations going on with both teams, but, like, the Chargers looked like trash for 45 of their 60-minute loss to, to, to the Texans. I They need turnovers. They need, like, Rex Burkhead or somebody to go off. I'm – I like Davis Mills, I got to say. It's kind of fun. It's like, you know, um, I didn't think he was necessarily going to be this good, but he is. Um, So there's a chance. I mean, what I try to tell people is, like, these athletes are human. Like, they they know. Like, they'll – Tennessee will fly to Houston tomorrow. So whenever they land, the Chiefs will probably either have started their game or it'll be midway through. Um, and so most of those Titans, they'll know the outcome of the game by the time they get to their team hotel in, in, in Houston. Um, and so whatever the outcome is, they, they know, all right, like, we got to be, we got to be, we got to be right tomorrow. Like we got to be, we got to handle our business. We got to win the game. Um, yeah, that's a very good point from Chris. Like, hey, maybe Brandon Cook does go off. Who knows? I mean, um, Stranger things have happened, though, right? I mean, I think everything in 2019 felt like a Disney movie uh, is the comparison I make because ain't no way in this God green earth that Ryan Fitzpatrick should have led the Miami Dolphins to beat the New England Patriots in New England. So it's it's happened before, and obviously that that let the Chiefs get a bye week um, in the 2019 postseason, which obviously they went on to win the Super Bowl. So there's a chance, Chuck. I don't I don't know, but at the same time, it's like. Um, everybody should start thinking about Monday Night Football or Wall Card Weekend because <laughs> I think that's where this is headed. Nate, I want to ask you a question. Why is that picking up so much steam with this Monday Night Playoff thing? Where did that come from? And, and Just talk about that. No, no, it's a good point, Boogie. I I don't know why we did this to, to ourselves, right? Like, the playoffs were kind of perfect, in my opinion, before uh, – like we don't even need like the seventh team. I was I was cool with that was fine, um, but this year because they went from a sixteen game season to a seventeen game season, ESPN I think wisely ABC Disney was like, can we get a can we get an extra can we get an extra playoff game? And the league was like, okay, that's fine. And the league was like, you know what, every. Rating will tell you on TV. People will watch a, mon- a Monday Night Football game. Like, I'm going to admit this. I watched Vikings Bears on Monday Night Football last month. It was a terrible decision, but I watched it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> like, it wasn't good, but it's like, hey, you know, it's like, uh, you know, my wife, you know, I guess they're, I guess they're changing it now because I guess they don't do this in football season. But it's like um, the only thing that's on Monday from ABC standpoint, is like the bachelor or the bachelorette. Um, so if they can get another week of football in the playoffs, that'll get a huge rating. Um, and so the league agreed to that. I don't think players or coaches were like thrilled about it. The problem is, Boogie, that you got you, the Chiefs have too good of a quarterback. Like if you tell anybody, wow, the Chiefs didn't didn't get the first round by. So that's kind of a surprise in and of itself. And um, they're going to host a playoff game against maybe the Chargers on Monday Night Football. Like, that's going to do a huge rating. 
And so this is the first year that they've ever had a postseason game on Monday night as part of wild card weekend. I just assume that the two teams the league will probably pick is either the Cowboys because they don't have uh, the first round by. They have a they have to play on opening week, and uh, and I think it'll probably be the Chiefs. I just think I just think it'll be Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, and Brandon Staley, Andy Reid. Like they'll just be it'll be a hype train to to get that game on Monday Night Football, so that ESPN could have a very very high rating, which obviously helps the league because television dollars, uh, advertising dollars, and that revenue will obviously help the salary cap towards next season. So one more well, time, it is official. Someone <laughs> is playing on Monday night wild card. Yes, sir. It is it is uh it's gonna be strange. And um let me add another element to this too, because I was talking to some people uh a few days ago, and I and I think I said this on Times Ours, but because the Chiefs, if they win, now this is all sort of built on if they win. Like if they beat the Broncos, they're the two seed. Um, so that means they'll have a home playoff game on wildcard weekend. If the Chiefs win, one of the arguments the league could say is if you win, you're not traveling the next week. You would host another home playoff game. You would play the higher seed while the Titans will host the lower seed in the divisional round. Um, so you can make that argument like, hey, it would be on a short week. You would be going from Monday to Sunday, kind of like you do in the regular season. But I think I'll I'll be surprised if it's a not the Chiefs or a not the the Cowboys. I'm I'm actually gonna look this up real quick, like what the divisional, uh, what the conference standings are, because it, it I don't know. It's it's tough because I feel like like the Cowboys could still be a higher seed. It, it depends on what happens with um, Tampa Bay and Los Angeles, but. I don't know, fellas. I, I just I just think they're going to put Arrowhead on Monday night with Patrick Mahomes in perhaps a, a three-part with the with the Chargers. Um and so it it it'll be it'll be tough, it'll be exciting, but that game is going to be Monday, January 17th at 7:15 our time. So, I hope you wrong. I hope you wrong, Nate. I really do. I I <laughs> I hope so bad. The, the, I, I think everybody in the Chiefs uh, organization would hope I'm wrong too, but I don't make those decisions. Roger, De- Roger Goodell makes those decisions. Uh, and look, like I also think too, depending upon what the bracket is, right? Um, Fox could say we need the Cowboys. They are our top franchise in terms of ratings. A Cowboy playoff game, we're not giving that up. With Troy Aikman. Obviously, Joe Buck, like we're not we're not trying to give that up. Um, I think for CBS, they're kind of in a pickle just because I, I get the sense that if Tennessee's your one seed, well, you know, that's where Tony Romo and Jim Nance are probably going to go because uh, that's going to be a very close game, you would assume, whoever they get in round two. And so the league could say ESPN is going to get the top AFC seed, which would be the Chiefs at the two seed. And then CBS will have to decide what they want to do with their top, you know, time slot that Sunday uh, on both Sundays, basically on Sunday for wildcard weekend and then Sunday for the, the, the divisional round. But I think CBS would be all right. Okay. Getting the Bengals game. I mean, with Romo, I think that'd be pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, the like, like the Bengals are like the darling of the league. Like, I don't know. Uh, 
how it happened, when it happened. I mean, they are exciting, but uh, but yeah, everybody kind of loves the Bengals, and that's built off the Chiefs, <laughs> the Chiefs losing to them. Thirty to twenty-seven. Yeah. Yep. So I I got a different opinion on the Chargers, but we'll get to that later on down the line with the AFC playoff scenarios. Um, but yeah, man, we'll see how this wild card uh, Monday goes, man. But I think it will do numbers. You know, the NFL saw opportunity for more money uh, to make more money, so that's yeah. what that is. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, look, look, if you got Mahomes versus Herbert, part three. Woo! You want that by itself, bro. You don't want no other. You don't want nothing else conflicting with that, bro. You want that all by itself. That's too much money, bro. I'm just saying. On the weekend, man, not on a Monday. Come on, man. Even if it's like the Colts, right? Like, say it's like it's Jonathan Taylor. Can the Colts run? Keep the ball away. You know, Darius Leonard is really good for the Colts. uh, Their linebacker. So I mean, it didn't, I don't know if it matters who the, the who the opponent is, but I think you're right, country. Like, like the Chargers beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead. The Chiefs in like an amazing classic game beat the Chargers coming back coming back from behind, winning on Kelsey's game winner in, in overtime. I mean, who doesn't like? I don't know. We didn't we just give them the prom, the promo right now? Run <laughs> <laughs> the highlights. <laughs> that sounds like a super fight to me. That's the rubber match. Right, exactly, exactly. So I, I just you know, match. Nah, that's Warren um, Gotti four right there, baby. You gotta go. Yeah, I mean, you gotta I, go. I mean, <laughs> like I love, like I love Justin Herbert. He is so good. Um, he doesn't have as many weapons, um, as Joe Burrow, but um, yeah, man, I think Herbert is like the. I think Herbert is the best. The best thing to compete against Mahomes if, like, the Chargers keep building their team in the right way. Um, but, yeah, you got – I mean, it's, like, a cool thing, I think, for fans, right? Like, it's cool because, like, Patrick Mahomes is the face of the league not named Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. Like, those guys are in the NFC. Uh, you know, you could – you. I, I mean, I don't know. I just get the sense that, like – the NFL is getting younger at the quarterback position. And so um, it's a cool thing for Kansas City to be like, we have the most exciting, perhaps best, you know, quarterback in the league, depending upon your opinion, uh, but that they always want to put you in a primetime game. I mean, I one of the <laughs> one of the things I made fun of, guys, was that what was it? Was it December or November? I can't remember, but when they flexed char- when they flexed Chiefs Broncos the first game, I was like, "What are we doing?" Like, no one, everybody already knows the outcome. This game is going to be kind of eh. I mean, unless the Chiefs score forty, which I don't think Andy had intentions of doing that anyway. Um, but yeah, why did they like? Why did they put Teddy Bridgewater in Big Fangio versus? Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid on Sunday Night Football when you had better games available. No, let's let's get Patrick Mahomes on TV. He'll do. He'll do. Because they weren't gonna let him get that Cincinnati game. Eh? No, you can't have that one. Yep, it was, and that was clear, right? I mean, uh, Jim Nance and, and CBS wanted it wanted it really bad, and uh, I don't know how this playoffs is gonna go, man. But it's it's gonna be it's gonna be wild. Yeah, so, it definitely is. Have you seen that graphic of what Super Bowl matchup you want? And mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. 
It's actually disrespectful though, because first of all, Tom Brady's not in it. <laughs> then it's like Burrow, Dak, Pat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all the young guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's all the young guys. Yeah. And then Tennessee has Derrick Henry, who we don't even know if he's playing or not. It's like totally, it's just totally disrespectful graphic though. But <laughs> the, how, how would you rank the matchups? I think the obvious matchup is Mahomes Rogers. Um, I would league. say one A, one B. Mahomes, Brady. Mm-hmm. I think Mahomes, Dak might be like three. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, who else would you? Who else would you want to see? Yeah, because I mean, if Cincinnati somehow got to the Super Bowl, it would feel like wow, this is like two years, like super early compared to like you know them just drafting Burrow in the first round two years ago. Um. I I would love to see one of my biggest things, um, and we'll and we won't get it this year, right? Because um Antonio Brown went Antonio Brown, uh Chris Godwin is out with the with the knee, um, I believe with the ACL ACL tear. So like what I what I would have envisioned um for just like theater storylines, like, okay, let's really see. Um, is like a healthy Chiefs team versus a healthy Bucks team in a rematch. Um, and, you know, the Chiefs trying to win two out of three in terms of the Super Bowl. Because, um, you know, it's as, – as more years go further, right, as we're into like 2035, like, will people remember that like that game was basically compromised because they, they, they didn't have an offensive line. Like, they just didn't. Um so, you know, I don't think a quarterback has ever had to play under that circumstance in NFL history where it's like, here was our opening day offensive line and, like, one guy is left at the Super Bowl. Um, somebody mentioned it earlier, I just saw it. it. You know, I think State Farm would make a ton of money getting the Aaron Rodgers-Patrick Mahomes game. I think everybody knows it already. Like, Mahomes got hurt in 19 uh, Aaron Rodgers immunized. <laughs> he <laughs> lied. Got got he that lied. COVID. Uh, <laughs> caught that COVID earlier this year, so it's like maybe the maybe the maybe you know you save the best for last, and like you know this is the third time where they could meet. Let's actually get both of these dudes on the field together. Um, and, Lafle- and Matt Lafleur is like a really good coach. Um, so like he's paid. You know, he, they, what the Packers have been in the championship game the last two years, so it would be it'd be interesting for the Packers to sort of get over the hump in that way. Um, and can you imagine if the Cowboys got to the Super Bowl, like how people would react? I think that's the the Cowboys because it sounds like they go move the Super Bowl to Dallas. I think that's probably the biggest one. Mahomes playing the Super Bowl at home against the Cowboys, or if they move it to Texas and Mahomes plays against Kyler Murray, that's crazy too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, uh, it's funny that like the I don't know if it's funny, but it is interesting that the league built like what an eight billion dollar stadium in a pandemic might uh, might change. I mean, they'll eventually if they don't get it this year, they'll eventually host it. Oh yeah. But it, right. but it is it is kind of weird to be like, man. Um, this variant. How are we gonna handle that, y'all? How are we how are we gonna get through this? Like, you know. And last year was wild too. Last year being in Tampa Bay, I was like, this is crazy. Like, 
Uh, people in Florida are very <laughs> Mac Jones versus Tom Brady. <laughs> Kevin, don't get blocked, man. Come on, man. Don't get blocked, man. Hold on, man. Look, look, I just I just want to see Mac Jones in a playoff game. All right. Like I just like um we ain't checking for that, Kevin. Yeah. Okay, so look, if, if potentially you, you Mahomes has to go through Burrow, I mean mm-hmm. uh Herbert, Burrow, and uh who would be the – I want to add Lamar, but they're not going to make it to the playoff. Um, Look, Josh Allen? Bro. Yes, Allen. yes. Yeah, yeah, Thank you. <laughs> I, had a, I had a mind. If he had to go through that gauntlet and then come up and face Rodgers, that's worth two rings to me. Well, it, it'd, be, it'd be what people were saying last year about Brady, right? I mean, Brady ended Drew Brees' career – Yep. Um, got through Aaron Rodgers and Lambeau, and then obviously beat uh, Mahomes. I think uh, that's funny that like it was uh, funny though. <laughs> the Heineke is like, hey, I only lost by one score, y'all. Like, give me, give me some credit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was it. I mean, it, again, like the NFL is in a really cool place because there's so much young, upcoming talent. Like Mahomes is kind of in that middle spot because he's already like established, like he's won, he's uh, he's done everything you could ask him to do, basically. And then you got you know Brady and and Rogers still kind of just playing unbelievable, honestly, at their ages. Uh, so yeah, if he, you know, I you, if it were me, and I think Chiefs fans would be mostly okay with this. What you would want is. The Chiefs will win on Sunday. We'll assume Tennessee takes care of their business. So then you get Herbert on Monday night. The Chiefs win that game. Obviously, it's entertaining. Then you got to go Monday to Sunday. I know, Boogie. I know. <laughs> you go Monday. Boogie do not want that third game. <laughs> you go, what if it's the Raiders, though? Right, right. And then you, or it could be the Raiders, right? So then you go Monday to Sunday, and you get Cincinnati. Because based on the way these two things even out, I assume, I don't know if I assume, but like it could be Patriots, Bills. And then you want the Bills to beat Tennessee. And then you want a rematch of the Bills coming back to Arrowhead for the AFC Championship. Hold on, Nate. We we can't play the Raiders, though, right? Even if the Raiders win? If the Raiders win, they would be the seventh seed. So, again, it's like if the Chiefs win on – if the Chiefs win tomorrow – they, they're the two seed. Uh, Tennessee would have to win, of course. And then I think the to win and get in, it depends. It, it's a good point. It depends on Indy, too, because Indy, I mean, they should be Jacksonville. Um, but if Indy beats Jacksonville, then I think if the Raiders win against the Chargers at home, they'll be the seventh seed and they'll play the Chiefs. But Raiders beat, beat, Raiders beat the Colts, right? Huh? Raiders beat the Colts. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah, let me let me see what the uh, if the records are the same. Yeah, because uh, I thought it was impossible for us to play the Raiders regardless, even if they win. If the Raiders it, it's so many scenarios, uh, that's why I'm asking. Yeah. Because I thought and if yeah. the Raiders win, then the Raiders play and we play the Colts first round. That's right. I just looked this up. Yes, you're right. I believe yeah, because <laughs> since since Las Vegas beat Indianapolis last week, um they yeah, then you would get the Colts. Yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. So, well, I'm here. 
I'm here to tell y'all right now that uh, I might as well get this out of the way. I'm here to tell y'all right now that the Chargers they're gonna choke again on Sunday Night Football, and it will be the Raiders in the playoffs. I'm here to tell y'all that right now. <laughs> uh, I mean, my 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 uh my love for Justin Herbert would take a massive hit if they somehow lost. Ooh, I can't wait in a game. I where can't wait. All you gotta do, boys. All you gotta do is win. Like you know, Joey Bosa. Derwin James, Keenan Allen, Jerry Cook, uh, you know, what's oh I can't think of my guy's name. Uh Eckler, Austin Eckler. I mean, they got they are so talented. Mm-hmm. Just win. Just win the playoffs. But here's the but they missing a few things too. Like as talented as they are, they show a lack of discipline. They get penalties at the wrong time of the game. And I seen Herbert majority of the time when it's time to get it done when it's time to close a deal he can't close a deal as great as he's been individually stat wise that was great but, <laughs> so I, yes, he's amazing <laughs> but but look but but you're right i mean it comes down to like that game's gonna probably you know gonna be in the fourth quarter and someone's gonna have to like perform really well right and it's the last game too it's the very last game Everybody's all kinds of pressure all yeah, kinds it's of pressure. a lot of pressure <laughs> and the raiders are at home as an mm-hmm. underdog, Chuck. But if I, I, think play, the, I think if the Raiders are better. Devil's advocate, though, the Raiders are the Raiders, though, right? So it's like I could see either one of them. The Chargers are the Chargers too. I know that's what I'm saying. The Chargers so, are the Chargers too. I, I could see uh, Carr having a horrible game and them losing. I could see the Chargers doing Charger things. It's like so. So now, know, see, now I'm ready to just fast forward to Sunday night because. <laughs> no one's wrong. Like everybody's right. Like I think Justin Herbert is great, but they can also go Chargers. Uh, yeah. You know the Raiders have had a hell of a season, boys. I mean, just a uh, <laughs> ungodly season. And if they win, Chris Masaccio needs to have like some coach award. Like I wouldn't necessarily yeah. say, like, get a coach of the year, but like how how they get that team to the playoffs. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see, Chris. I don't know, but I. Neither, no one is wrong, and that's like the best. That's like the best games is when, you know, both teams need it. Both teams got their pluses and their minuses. Um, you know, just, and they know each other. They yeah, know right. Each other, yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's literally it's literally a coin toss. It, it, who knows? Who knows? It can go we either winners, way. We winners regardless, because one of them go lose, and we go troll their fan base. <laughs> <laughs> I, I uh, I, I'll say that like for all the success and all the like aggressiveness, and I think like good coaching from Brendan Staley. Come on, man, you gotta get in the playoffs with this team. Like you, like it's your first year. It's your first year as the coach. The quarterback is doing well. Um, their defense is kind of like you know up and down. Um, but like when they played the Chiefs, I've always, you know, the two times they played the Chiefs, I was like, man, that is a that's that's a coach understanding that like, no, we need touchdowns. None of this, this field goal stuff is not going to work when you're trying to when you're trying to be, you know, the team that that's the team to you know go after in the division. Um their schedule has not been like a murderer's row by any means, which is why losing to the Texans is so disappointing for them. Uh, you know, they played, you know, they played the NFC East just like Kansas City. Um, I just, yeah, it would it would not be great on Brendan Staley if they lost. I, I, could, I could also see Staley 
being over aggressive and that coming back to bite him too. That could be something that bite him. Because, I mean, he over, he aggressive. He yeah, aggressive. I love it. I, I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm like, hey, if you know, if you know touchdowns is the way to go, go get touchdowns. But, you know, it's, uh, I mean, that, that game was just, that game was great. I think, and, and, and I, I don't think Caleb is wrong necessarily. Um, what I said after the game with like Carrington and a few others is they should have taken the field goal right before halftime. Like you can't get a turnover and then get nothing out of it, you know, because that actually helped the Chiefs, I think, from a mental momentum stake. Um, you know, so they took they should have taken the field goal. You could argue they should have taken the field goal to open the game because, like, hey, at least we have a lead, and they should have taken the field goal right before halftime instead of getting no points. Everything, you know, the other two times where they went on fourth down, I was like, that's 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 fine. Like, you're just trying to get 30 points, which is required to beat the Chiefs, honestly. Um, Tennessee beat the Chiefs with 27 points, but that was when Patrick was in, like, the biggest funk of his career. Um, you know, Patrick is right when that offense is, you know, pretty healthy. You're going to need 30 points, um, which I think is why it's so fun that Cincinnati was like, I mean, quietly, Cincinnati almost galaxy brain that thing to where if they don't get like if they don't get the holding penalty, I think on war and in the the hands to the face with Legarius Sneed, like they could have kicked the field goal on fourth and goal from the one. Instead, they went for it and they got they got away with it, you know, so. Um, speaking but, of Tennessee, though, speaking of Tennessee, Nate, um, with Derrick Henry, he's fresh, but is he in football shape? It's been eight, nine, weeks. ten weeks. Mm-hmm. Look, it's, it's kind of hard to tell him to go beat Derrick Henry, right? After ten weeks of not being on the couch oh. or in the training room, but There's, he's still gonna be tough, but he's not gonna be Derrick Henry. I, sure. I I agree. No, I, I actually agree. I actually agree with country. He'll be good, but I don't know if he'll be like prime. Like remember what remember how Derrick Henry just destroyed the Ravens like two playoff seasons ago? I mean, just just ended them. Um I'm saying no, Paul. I'm saying he, I'm, he's built different. I'm not, he's built I'm different. Not, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm conceding that. I'm conceding that, but Ten weeks. Hard, Ten man. weeks. And it's hard. Like that dude, if anybody can do it, he can do it. There's only, that's fair. That's fair. There's only one guy that I would put in the same category that has actually done it, and that person was Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Like Adrian yeah. Peterson came back early and was like MVP of the league. Um. Yeah. So I want to, you know, obviously I love watching Derrick Henry play. I think he's um. He he is he's a, he's he is a human specimen, but generational. Yes, yes. I mean, put him in the Hall of Fame. Obviously, we know how great he is. Um, playoff football is so different, y'all. Like the intensity, he ain't been hit. You trying to cut back on a dime? I mean, you're trying to. I mean, it's it's going to be tough. It's going to be really really tough, and it's really honorable and commendable that he's like trying to come back, trying to help his teammates. Obviously everybody knows how valuable he is, but whew, I just, they're going to have to be careful with him. Um, you know, and, 
And it, it is true. I mean, Foreman's playing playing really well right now. Um, how do they so use Foreman going to the bench? If <laughs> I mean, well, he's still gonna get some touches though. Yeah, you can use the one-two combo, but like I think for Tennessee, a lot of it comes down to um, is AJ Brown just amazing? Because that dude, when he's right, is pretty good. Um, I just, I don't know, guys. It's hard. It's but that's really, really that's hard. why that bye week is so important too for the Titans because he's exactly. already practicing this exactly. week. Exactly. You get him practicing one more week before. It's not like he just go practice one week and go play. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, that's the pressure that'll be on Tennessee if the Chiefs win tomorrow. They're like, you know, everybody's gonna be looking at him and being like, man, if we just we just get this third down, that guy can that guy will be more right. If we can just get a turnover here, like they'll it'll all be psychological, um, because you know how good he is. And then, like you said, Boogie, another extra week, um, it gives him a better chance of being more prepared. Um, um but I I just he hasn't been tackled. Like you just don't like you can feel a certain way, you can get treatment, you can do all the necessary things, but like anybody will tell you, like, um coming back in the middle of a season is really hard because everybody's going at hundred miles an hour, and you're trying to get back on that train and you ain't getting hit. And as a running back, all they want to do is go low on you. And what what injury does he have? Foot injury. I mean, this is this is the this is the struggle he'll he'll deal with. Um, and so if he comes back and he plays great, um, then, yeah, it's just another reason to say that Derrick Henry is the best running back in the league. Um, if he comes back and he struggles, it, it, to me, it would be reasonable. It would be like, man, you tried it, you gave it yeah. your all. But at the same time, like, it's just – it's not the same as being in rhythm every week, you know, playing the sport. And, and, and Kansas City did do a decent to good job. I'm not going to say they did great. But they did kind of good against Derrick Henry when we faced him earlier this year. It's just something that I would watch out. Like, I wouldn't expect them to look like Derrick Henry off 10 weeks. Now, if they get the bye week, he, I mean, but he still hasn't been hit in yeah. 10 weeks, bro. Like, and it's cold. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. football. Everything is ratcheted up another level. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. This is I, something that I will watch out for. Yeah. I, look, I know some people remember this from 2019, but like, remember when like Mike Florio, who you know, say what you will about your opinions, but like that that what he told everybody was true. Like Mike Florio was like, "Hey, 49ers are looking at this tape, and they're just like, maybe we just got to hit this dude like really, really hard." Oh yeah, when he said yeah, yeah, I remember <laughs> like, that. Yeah, yeah. Like, like the, the 49er coaches aren't dumb. They're just like, have you? Like, did you see what this dude just did to Tennessee? Like, how are we going to beat him? Like, we, I know we got a great defense, but, like, we have to hit this man. And, like, that same thing will be about Derrick Henry. Like, the, like all 11 eyes will be looking at you. And if they – if you get – if you tackle him, like, you know, lean on that lean on that foot, see if it – you know, see if how, see how strong it is. You know, it's – I mean, it's – when you get to playoffs, I think it's a little different than the regular season because everybody understands, like, it's such a long season. It's so grueling. But when it's winter go home, man, you got to do whatever is necessary to get the win within the rules. Now, obviously, you can have an argument as to, like, you know, hey, if Patrick scrambles and they hit him hard, Patrick gets up and says, nice hit. And it's like, yeah, that's the entire – like, that's that's a tactic they have. Like, if he scrambles, we need to make him pay. And the quarterback knows that. So it's totally even. Like, 
Everybody understands the situation. Derek Henry would know that. Um, but man, it makes the playoffs exciting because if Buffalo beats New England, and they go to Tennessee. Like I don't know who I'm picking in that game. If they if Tennessee's the one seed, I don't, I don't know. You know. Whoa. Exactly. And, and you speak about that pressure, like if everything is going perfectly, and then all the pressures on Sandy or the Chargers and Raiders game. What quarterback do you trust with their pressure? It's like we've seen Herbert kind of fold under some pressure. We've seen Carr fold under cold weather. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he falls under pressure too. He's, just, he's still. I don't. I don't know who's going to win that game. Yeah. Um, with yeah. Buffalo though, can they get up for two Super Bowls in the same season? Because we all agree, Week Five was there. Was their Super Bowl? Yes, was their Super Bowl by far. Um, and they had a dip right after that. They kind of went through a midseason swoon. Uh, they 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 got it together now. I think the Patriots loss actually reignited them. You know, when they lost on that Monday night game and it was really close. Mac Jones only threw the ball three times. I think that actually re-inspired the Bills, and it's been fun to see them sort of get back on track since. Um, hey man, if somebody throw three times and you lose. Is that on his part? That don't give you a butt, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he what? He threw three back. Oh, look, man, look, come on. Look, as, if that's on his part, you ain't on his part. Right. As a, as a reporter that used to be in the locker room and is not in the locker room, ooh, I would love that locker room because you would just – you just know <laughs> dudes would be heated, just like – just waiting to tell somebody how mad they are about how the way they lost. Um, I think – I – I, I mean, look, I, it'd be fun. I, I thought this season, and I, and I think I wrote this in The Athletic, but I, I thought this season the Chiefs were going to have to go to Buffalo because I thought Buffalo was going to get the one seed um, and make that sort of a, an interesting sort of part to their little robbery right now. Um, I don't know. I want to see it, though. I mean, Mahomes is a lot better against the defense that Buffalo presented in week five. Like, that's just a fact. So... Josh Allen would have to be, you know, really, really good, which he wasn't in the AFC Championship game last year because, uh, to his credit, at, at in that game, Steve Spagnuolo was like, why would we wait when we could just blitz you all the time and rush you and speed you up mentally and, like, let you get frazzled? Um, and, that, and that game plan worked. I don't know if he would change or do something differently this time. but No, he won't change. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to tell y'all this right now, man. Boogie not going to like it. He's not going to want to hear it. But, but Buffalo is a one-and-done team. I'm sorry. When you look Whoa. at a team like the Jacksonville Jaguars, that's not moving me. I'm sorry. You can't yeah. get a touchdown against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't care what Josh Allen's stats look like this year. I've seen enough Buffalo Bills games. They underwhelmed to get some teams under 500. So if we play them again in the playoffs, we should be able to handle them. But I don't think we're gonna be able to see them, man. I'm sorry, I'm not moved. You that know, Josh Allen got the lost Trey White's gonna affect them too. He got 40 touchdowns. Man. I, I get, I get that boogie. 40. I get that boogie. <laughs> what are you doing against Atlanta last week? What are you doing against Atlanta last week? Who, who's Atlanta touchdowns. have on their defense besides AJ Terrell, Deion Jones? 40. I'm touchdowns, just saying, dude. You know how many <laughs> touchdowns that is? And they and like, they got six yeah. losses. They got six losses, brother. They got six losses. That's they crazy. hanging on by a thread in the AFC East. They hanging on by a thread. 
they had a big lead to start off the season, and they let New England get back in it, my brother. But New England was arguably one of the best teams. Hey, Nate, we just fade out, bro. We just let them go ahead for a minute. We just going to fade out, bro. This is great. This is great. You act like New England was just some bum team. They, they won like eight straight. <laughs> Look, no, I'm not saying they were bummed. They started out terrible, though. I'm saying Buffalo had a head start, and they couldn't the, hold it together. The Chiefs started out terrible, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> not like New England, though. I'm just saying. Man, anyway. Look, anyway, look, look. Anyway, hold up. If, if I was Buffalo, I don't want to see Bill Belichick. Hell no. Nope. I don't want to see it. I don't care who right. that quarterback is. Hell no. Like, exactly. I, like. Uh, based on the way it all goes out, like whoever gets the Patriots is a really fun game in the first round because it's like, yeah, they got a rookie quarterback. Yeah, he might not be ready. You know, he, he like, but I mean, you know, he played in the national championship at at, uh, at Alabama, but when he had you know freaks around him, um, so I mean, he's he's played in big games. It's not that. It's just like, hey, um, do they have enough skill position pieces around him? You know, obviously, uh, you know, they're still counting on. People like Nikhil Harry, who's been, you know, an underwhelming player since he got into the league. You know, they got uh, they got the two tight ends. Scratch. So, yeah. I mean, look, yeah. Look, they, they can run the ball well. Uh, they got those tight ends. I just I just don't think you want to see Bill Belichick, man. I don't. I just you so don't you so don't. Third yeah, time, how do we no. get no. how do we get to Cincinnati again? That's I, I want Cincinnati again. I, I just want – I want Cincinnati more than I wanted Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. I spent all and year wanting Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. Now I'm like, I want to do Cincinnati again. Pause. And get Ron Torver away from the game this time. <laughs> now – Have we had an explanation on the referee change yet? No. No. Yeah, let me, let me do a little bit of, I guess, reporting here. So there was obviously – we don't know if it was a COVID situation. We don't know if it was a flight situation because a bunch of flights were getting canceled all over the place in the Midwest last weekend. Uh, I think I, I even heard fans uh, say that their flight got canceled to go to Denver uh, or they had to reschedule them because, you know, COVID is out here. Uh, so. Anna Marion. <laughs> so the league, the league, for whatever reason, the, the, the problem I have is, like, the legal tell you or somebody within the legal tell you, hey, this person is on the COVID list. But they won't do that for the crew. And so we don't know, but you ask the questions and you just say, hey, this is the first time y'all done it this year where you had to mix crews together. Um, and it didn't look good, you know. I'll, you want me to state the facts real quick? I mean, I, you know, when Jamar Chase was tackled by LeJaria Sneed, that penalty was – on the Bengals sideline. When LeJarrius Sneed got called for pass interference, that play was near the Bengals sideline. Um, you know, there's there's just, there's a human element to it. Um, and there was a lot of inconsistencies in terms of the calls. So the league hasn't given an explanation for it, but what you will see after, oh yeah, Mike Pereira, Mike, Mike Pereira's right. Um, oh, by the way, uh, it's third and goal, or maybe it's fourth. I can't remember if it's third and goal from the from the one, or third and third and one. Oh, you talking about, about the false start? And the yeah. left third and inches. Yeah, third and inches. Oh. It was yeah. third and inches. It was like two minutes of change left. Yes. Yeah, and that changes everything. Like if that penalty is 
is called, then Cincinnati will have to, A, pass the ball. So if it's an incompletion, that stops the clock. And then if they don't get the first down, then obviously they'll, they'll more than likely have to kick the field goal, which gives Patrick Mahomes and the offense about a minute and a half to work with. Six Even Eric is like, what's that like? I don't even know what that life is like. You know, the guy who was on the team for fifth and goal against Missouri with Colorado. I don't um, – <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, what you'll see now – is that the league understands that they'll have to have more refs ready. And what I mean by that is during the playoffs, they cut, you know, however many refs because based on their grading system, hey, you were the best ref, so you get to go work with this crew put together to ref the game so that we have the best referees on the field, just like we have the best teams on the field for the playoffs. Because of COVID, because of scheduling situations, flights, who can get to the game. I made the joke to somebody in the league. I was like, did somebody like pick up a phone and was like, how close are you to Cincinnati? Can you drive there in six hours? Because <laughs> we need you by Sunday morning. Like, it, that, that could have been a possibility. Like, hey, uh, you live in Ohio. Can you get in the car and drive? You know, the, I don't I don't know what the situation was, but. I'll tell you what happened. That man had some plan with his wife. He was like, babe, sorry, babe. I got to go to Cincinnati. And he was like, what? And she started going crazy. He slept on the couch. And he was like, totally upset. <laughs> he was so upset. He took it out on us and caught everything against the, 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 the human element, man, it's it's, it's tricky. Um, I think well, what, I, what I mean by that is there could be more refs who would not ref a playoff game who will be asked to ref that game as an alternate because of the world that we are living in. So maybe the officiating isn't as up to standard as it would be in postseasons in the past, just because you need a wider pool, which means you may be getting the C graded refs instead of the A and B graded refs, depending on if they get COVID or if they have uh, some travel arrangement issues. So that will be something to keep mindful of because if the league puts out, hey, we have to change this line judge for that line judge, or this back judge for this back judge, uh, Chiefs fans will be like, why are you doing that? Why why, why would you do that to us? You know, they'll, I'm sure they'll be on edge about it. Okay, yeah, so helped. we got we to address the elephant in the room. Third and 27. Uh, did you ask the question? Was it, was it, hey, bro, chill out. <laughs> it was your question, right? About, yeah, you asked Bags the question? Yeah. Great question, first of all. So, so I, I remember asking Andy on the uh, after the game. I said, Andy, was there any discussion about double team and chase? And Andy said, we made our decision, which is fine. You made your decision. But, like, you know, um, hey, you know, Spags, what was the thought process? And what do you – my question was, what do you say to your secondary when it's third and 27 and they're asked to do something that, you know – most people will not tell the defense to do. Spag said he treated the play as if it was third and six because they wanted another sack or another incompletion to force the Bengals to either punt or kick a long field goal. By my estimations, it would have been like a 49, 50-yard field goal um, had they not gotten any yards on that play. Um, it's he shouldn't do it again if the opportunity presents itself. Good Lord. He so should, man. Because, dude, I was so hot after those comments. I'm like, dude, like, 
even if they do get a field goal, you got Patrick Mahomes on your sideline with three minutes of change left, all three of your timeouts. We've seen him come through in the clutch many times since he's been the quarterback of the with team. With less. He's going to win you the ball game. We didn't see him do that with less. Yes. Come on, that's not an excuse, man. Come on. That's... <laughs> What is it? Me that, that's that's a competent coaching. This the Spags have it, it seemed like sometimes he his comments in the media is just it's it's a little bit of hey, um we're one of the teams that blitz the most in the league. I've I've written about that and sort of explained the philosophy. The reason he now I will say the reason he does blitz more is because he does actually trust the secondary to do a pretty good job. Problem is uh Jamar Chase was a mix of Jerry Rice and Randy Moss in that game. And so they didn't adjust. Um, and that's something that, you know, they're going to have to get better at in a game that is even more important in the postseason, right? Um, the problem was Cincinnati has T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon. Like, they got they got plenty of dudes. Um, my thought was – and I said this to Carrington earlier today on 16. I was cool. I was actually excited with them lining up and being like, hey, we're going to blitz. Because I thought it was supposed to speed up Joe Burrow's time. Like when you're a quarterback and you're like, okay, here's the potential of six guys rushing me immediately. I got to get the ball out quick. And so I thought they were going to give that sort of disguise of like, hey, we're going to blitz seven. And then three guys are going to drop back. And now we're going to have seven guys in coverage. And we're making you throw the ball sooner than you anticipate because we made it look like we're just going to blitz you. And look, Show them blitz. We was going to blitz you. But, like, so it's – that's what I would have done. I also wouldn't have had my corners necessarily in bump and run situation where it's like press me in, you know, hey, I got to bump Jamar Chase and it's spread 30 yards this way. That's really hard. Um, it's – it's something that you better change that tendency if the quarterback and the receiver have had such a such a day like they were having before that decision was made. But that's the big problem, Nate. I mean, I don't think any of us would have complained if he had a hundred yards, eighty yards. He had two hundred yards at that by point. By then, yes. By then, right. he had two hundred yards. Yes, he was Randy Moss, and then he and then he Jerry Riced everybody on a simple out route, which is just wild. It's like I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not letting one guy beat me, dog. I'm sorry. Like, exactly. I, don't care. Yeah. If, if I can understand. I can understand losing if T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd went off in the second half. Okay, I can live with that. But yeah. you letting this guy get one on one coverage still, and y'all and y'all at halftime to correct all this. None of us would have complained nah, if Higgins got that touchdown or that deep catch. Mm -hmm. None of yeah, them. right. But it was yeah. him doing that, man. Yeah, and the thing too is like Spagnolo has. A really good, like, I want to tell people, like, Spagnuolo is a very good coach. And sometimes you are stubborn. Sometimes you gamble. Sometimes you just get beat. Like, that just happens. But, you know, one thing I thought Spag did a really good job against Dak Prescott was, we're going to blitz you, but we're going to tell you where the ball's going to go. So we're blitzing from the left side. We know the ball should go over here. Well, guess who's over here? LeJarrius Sneed is right, just waiting on you to throw that short route. or if we're going to let you up the middle, that's going to force you to throw it to the outside on the on the on the sideline. Now every corner understands that, and now we can play we can play inside out basically, um, in terms of like where they want to sort of 
be with the receiver in terms of their hips or understanding the technique of the route. Um, it's fascinating to me that they blitzed Jordan Love on like half his snaps because he was he was the first time he was a quarterback making his first time start. And like he right. just blitzed abandonedly. And he was just like, We telling you it's blitz, it's blitz, it's gonna be a blitz. Like hike the ball. I dare you, hike it. Um yep. so if you find, you know, as country sort of wants, if you get Joe Burrow in round two in the playoffs or the divisional round or whatever, um, maybe that's when you actually do show blitz and you drop out more people, or you say, We're gonna blitz you, but we're coming, everybody's coming from this side. And so if you throw the ball at Jamar Chase, we got two guys waiting on you. You know, you sort of overload um, is sort of one of the calls that, that they say in the NFL, like let's overload the left side and hope we have enough speed to cover the right side. I mean, there's a number of things you can do. You can obviously bracket them. Um, but, yeah, man. Like, one the, more the, thing. It, this is my last thing said about third and 27, but this is the other thing that just really killed me. Why was Chris Jones back at the end on that play? another thing i don't know i don't know sometimes now i will say sometimes he lets chris freelance sometimes he lets chris decide i want to line up on this guy because i like my matchup here or you know i want to I, I think i'm doing well against him like one one question i asked fast earlier this year is like you know uh who who do you call stunts or do you let guys stunt on their own and sometimes chris and melvin ingram have looked at one another and say okay you go inside i'm actually going to go outside and so that that game corner, you know, sort of works on the offensive line because they can't kind of tell. But I don't know that – I don't know the answer to that. Sometimes it might be Chris. Sometimes it might be, hey, let's line let's line him up at defensive end, and maybe that will give the appearance that based on that personnel, we haven't blitzed all year on that or we haven't blitzed a ton. Um, but, yeah. I, I thought that was his only play at the end that game. I'm, I'm not – I don't – yeah, sure. I, yeah, if that's the case, I'd have to look back at it. But the the answer I got early in the year is that sometimes it's situational, and sometimes it's giving Chris the ability to be like, "Who do you want to match up against on this snap?" And so if he make if he makes that choice, he makes that choice. Um, and but and Chris was dominating anybody on the Bengals' offensive line, honestly. Oh um, in the inside, here, yes, on the inside. But <laughs> here's my thing. Here's my thing, everybody. <laughs> You know it. I know it. Spags know it. Tyre Matthew know it. Everybody know it. Okay, every quarterback knows it. It's third and eight. Your season's on the line. Everybody knows what Spags is going to do. Everybody does. So unless he changes at the right moment, everybody knows either we get home on this blitz or we're going to get, like, a quarterback who's going to rush the pass and maybe it's a pass that we can intercept. But if the quarterback knows it's a blitz and it's third and eight and he delivers it on time and on money, that might be the end of your season. And like that's oh. just that's just who you are. Like that's that's the Chiefs. That's the 2021 Chiefs. Third and eight, what defense you running? Everybody know the answer. Everybody has a pretty good idea that somebody's coming. Maybe it's a five-man blitz, maybe it's a cover zero, send eight, engage all of them. Like, everybody knows that, man, when this, you know, if Carson Wentz is in a game in the fourth quarter, they're going to blitz Carson Wentz. Like, they're just going to do it. Like, it'll be it'll be fascinating just because he has a reputation. And the way I'll bring this full circle that Chiefs fans won't love 
is when it was third and 10 in the 2018 AFC Championship game. Tom Brady knew it was cover two men. Third and 10. Here we are again, midfield. Everybody knows cover two men. And I mean deep cover two. I mean, like, we're playing cover two as if we're playing Patrick Mahomes in his prime. Like, get 15, 20 yards back. So let Julian Edelman get all them little routes. Get all them little wiggle routes in the middle of the field. Guess what, boys? It's third and 10 in the red zone. It's cover two men. And God bless Eric Berry. He can't cover Rod Gronkowski on this slant. So it might come full circle where, look, Spagnuolo top down is probably is, is a better defensive coordinator uh, than Bob Sutton. But if, you oh, lose, yeah. but if you lose, you know why you lost. Because the coach, you know, just like any human being, the coach has habits. And then you can use those habits against that person. Uh, uh, the blessing in disguise is they lost – that game, the 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 hurt. I think it would hurt more if it was the playoffs and that happened. Mm-hmm. But now that's a lesson learned. That's a that's a, a growing pain. That's something. That's a chip on the shoulder. Yep. I'm, I'm just glad they lost last week instead of two weeks from now. Yeah. Um, so it, it, and it, and the other part, the other part is he ran the cover two to play before and it worked. <laughs> hey, but. The, the funny thing, too, is, like, as much as we want to criticize the coach, like, there are players on the field. So if the coach asks you to blitz on third and eight, you better blitz, yo, you know what off. Like, there better be no hesitation. Like, if our season's on the line, like, and the coach makes a call that's like, eh, like, you got you got to – you just got to play – you got to play to the best of your abilities really hard, even if the scheme – works or if it doesn't um that's one of the reasons why i think people love wasp is because patrick literally tells everybody do we have time to run this play and i'm a backpedal even though you would not tell anybody to do that on a, on a, on a white like hell no you, you backpedaling from the shotgun no but he does that because i'm trying to give my offensive lineman a chance i'm trying to give tyreek a chance tyreek is running his, you, you know, Tyreek is running as hard as he can on that route. Um, and so it's a play that's designed to beat cover three, but the 49ers play cover three pretty well on that, on that play. But, hey, your dudes just were better than their dudes. And that well, is going to be the like – The funniest part about Wasp is they sent him deep right after that play. Like, whoa, he, he's not going to make it. He's gassed. He's literally <laughs> gassed. Yes, and you can see if he was like, 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 <laughs> but you know, as a coach, you get intoxicated, right? As a coach, you're like, well, that one worked. Run up another one, line it up, let do another one. It's like, no, he's a human being. Like he's he's winded, coach. <laughs> Give him but, but but do you see do you see Cincinnati? Do you see Jamar Chase having another historic day if we play them again? It, it couldn't possibly go like that again. I mean, you shouldn't. It better not go that way again. <laughs> it's the hell. But here's the thing: it better not go that way because if you win on Saturday, if if you win on Saturday, that game has to be played in Arrowhead, and so that's one variable that's already changed. Uh, you can change your coaching strategy. That's the second variable. The quarterback may not have enough time 
or it may not be as accurate. I mean, Joe Burrow was pretty, pretty accurate on those passes. So like, there's a number of factors that aren't even Jamar Chase that will lead you to believe that, man, that'd be really, really hard to do again. Um, if, if he was given the same amount of targets, right? Um, like he may get the same amount of targets and have 150. And that's a really good day in the playoffs, but it's not 266 in three touchdowns. So there would be, I think there'd be enough variables country where I would say like, man, I would like, if you get beat like that a year, then whew, I don't, I, I mean, I, I don't know what I, I don't know what people would do in this town. Um, right. but, but let's be honest. The Bengals could beat us without Chase having that type of game too. Yes. They still yes. got other weapons. So, Yes. I mean, he doesn't have to get 200 for them to beat the Chiefs. Yeah, maybe maybe now you're throwing 50-50 balls to T. Higgins. And let me tell mm-hmm. you, kids, he's pretty tall. Like, exactly. he's he pretty good. He pretty good I was too. surprised they didn't do that more, but yeah. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, there's a there's a number of factors. I just – I just I think Chiefs fans should want as many rematches as possible, right, whether it's – the Chargers, whether it's the Bengals, the, the Bills, Titans, like you should kind of want all those rematches because much of what you guys have said, like there's a hunger, there's a vengeance, there's a there's a revenge factor that could be involved. Um, and if the Chiefs win on Saturday, if the Chiefs win tomorrow, every game outside of Tennessee will be played in your ballpark. So that's, you know, that's with the crowd behind you. Um, maybe some calls go your way from the officials. Um, so yeah, I mean, if it works out a certain way, like to Paul's point, like if the bracket comes out a certain way, best believe that's what everybody else, everybody else say in that locker room. Like, okay, this is part one of our revenge tour. Who we got next? Okay. You know, the Chargers came into our building and won. It's the playoffs. Shouldn't need anything else to get motivated. I mean, that, that's what they'll, that's some of the talk that they'll have with the, you know, amongst themselves. Um, but the Chiefs fan, the Chiefs should want to have like sort of this extra element to their postseason. Hey Nate, I think that and and judging off the last dance in Jordan's, I took that personally. I think Pat has that in him. Have you ever seen that though? Because you're around them way more than we are. Have you All seen right. that? Can I can I can I tell one of my favorite stories of the 2019 season? Let's go. Go right ahead. <laughs> I, I may have, I think I may have told this story a couple times, but like it's been a while. Let's revisit it. Um, so everybody, everybody sat back in their chairs. <laughs> so, so everybody knows uh, that he had the dislocated kneecap, and I thought, see, no, like don't don't put it like. So he comes back at what two two three weeks later? I think they had the bye week two involved. And they played Tennessee in Tennessee in Nashville. And he played like a man who had come back from an injury and was like, I'm a I'm going to like Matt Moore did us a favor helping us beat Kirk Cousins at home. I'm gonna do my part and make sure we get this offense back in high gear. Uh he does the jump pass, the McCole Hardman for the touchdown. I mean, you're just sitting, I'm just sitting in the press box like this dude is like. It was incredible. Like this is just he his kneecap was going this way, this way, not forward, this way. So <laughs> what ends up happening is Tennessee makes a valiant comeback. Um, they have the botched 
field goal attempt to ice the game. Tannehill, I was there. Tannehill, Tannehill goes right down the field, scores a touchdown. Pat, amazingly, brings him right back down the field. And it's not Bucker's fault. It's actually Blake Bell's fault. Blake Bell does not block the guy coming off the edge of the field goal. And he blocks the field goal that would have tied the game to send it in overtime. And they lose. Um, This was before COVID. We were still in the locker room. They open it up the locker room. You know, I'm trying to get a sense of what's going on. I remember having a really interesting discussion with Frank Clark that day. Uh, I remember McColl sort of was like just amazed that like Patrick looked normal. He was just like, didn't he like what this knee just messed up? Just like it, like it's just amazing to him. And Patrick entered and walked the entire locker room towards the showers like from one corner of the of the locker room to another. And I don't think I've ever seen a man drink a bottle of water as furious as this man did. Because he, he like the bottle like he was just destroying this thing as he was drinking it. Yes, I mean just like I mean, wasn't looking at anybody, what didn't say anything, but was just getting hydrated as angry as I've ever seen somebody drink a bottle of water. And then you just crunch that thing and you just you just toss it. And then he wouldn't got in the showers. And I was just thinking, like, wow, like, like no one said anything to him. Um, and I was like, that's really interesting. So we do the whole postgame presser afterwards. You know, I asked Patrick, how did it feel to be back? You do all the normal things. And uh it was told to me by somebody that uh, Tennessee was on the list. And so for the AFC championship game that year, Tennessee wins. Everybody in Kansas City is terrified of Derrick Henry. And in the back of my mind, I just remember the idea of like Patrick kind of probably wants this, like the, the chance to get back at Tennessee. He won't say it publicly. He'll he'll do everything the right way, but like the chance, like because they had already beat New England, they had already went up to New England and beat Brady. Um, and I remember how significant that was for the whole team at that time. But okay, they just came back from twenty four nothing to Houston, and now they get Tennessee. And look, guys, he didn't miss the entire game. I mean, the entire game. That man was 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 precise, he was excellent. And then of course the play that I still think is his best individual play of his entire career is that run. run. Is that run. That run, that tells you all you need to know. Okay. Like Tennessee had a perfect defensive play call. It didn't matter. Like he flexed on him. And I just remember Demarcus Robinson hitting him in the chest. <laughs> And like, the, just look at his eyes. Like, I just want people to like YouTube it, right? You know, whenever you got time. But look at him when he scores that touchdown. Like, he is so focused and motivated. And again, he was doing that on a, on a knee that was dislocated a few months earlier. So, um, it's it was at that point, and you never truly know because you know that there's hell. There was a whole nother half that game. But at that point, I was like, they're probably winning this game, and they're probably winning the Super Bowl. 
because when your quarterback does that and he's got, you know, the whole hit me thing, like Eric Bietamie's right. I know somebody put it on here earlier. He is a competitive freak. Like he's just, I mean, it's, it's something that only a few of us can see. But to see how angry he was after they lost to Tennessee. And did they lose another game that whole season? The answer is no, kids. Hey, speaking of the list, I heard in 19 that Lamar Jackson was on the list. (laughs) It would have been fun to see. It would have been fun to see. It would have been been (laughs) really fun. What was that, Monday Night Football, Baltimore? Oh, yeah. We counted (laughs) four, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, look, he's uh, – yeah, I love, let's stand on Eric Benjamin's words. He is a competitive prick. But I just I just remember him being – that was the angriest I had ever seen Patrick up close. Um, and obviously that's like – that's what you – I think as, you know, as fans, as reporters, as whatever, like you want to see these guys be human. You want to see them – you want to see the emotion of the sport because the game is played on such emotion. Um, and so to see him in that locker room in Nashville – and to know that they were like, I believe six and four at the time. So you weren't sure like where they were going to be in terms of playoffs, what they were in the division. Um, yeah, they never lost a game after that. Like that was that was it. And I just remember him destroying a bottle of water in a way that I felt really bad about Aquafina or <laughs> or whichever one it was. Uh, to where it's just like, wow, like you know, and then like internal, like internal fury. Like that kind of thing. Like he has it, and um, he's 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 an excellent quarterback. And um, that that's one of my favorite stories of 2019 was after their last loss, and knowing that like he had the run, knowing that that is all in the back of his mind as to what happened in Nashville, and to know that that uh, he was you know some people will say he was possessed. Some people will say that he was you know I took that personally. Uh, but yeah, he just—I mean, he was—it was a remarkable season. Man, Kevin, you about to get blocked. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, anyway, hey, nothing like LeBron. He—he's got that. He—he he got that. Uh, that Kobe. He got that Kobe fire. But anyway, um, <laughs> I seen that kind of that same fury with uh, Mahomes in that Chargers game, like just in that, just uh, in that fourth quarter. Like after um he made the little blunder on fourth down, um near the goal line or whatever, yeah. he redeemed himself. He locked in, and like after um Kelsey scored the game with a touchdown, Mahomes was like, "I do this, I do this." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just talking mm-hmm. to the Chargers sideline, whatever. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati game, he had a lot of extra stuff after the plays. Mm-hmm. After that side on the Blake Bell, it was like, "Yeah, Y'all see that? look, 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 uh, they Tony Mahomes." Like when it like in the NBA, I can tell you when a guy's playing hard. I can tell you when he's focused, when he's locked in. I can tell you where we are in the course of the season. If it's game forty-five, if it's game sixty-two, if it's game seventy-three, like I can kind of tell where people are. Like it's human nature. Like you can't be your best every day. That's why it's incredibly rare for those athletes who can do that. But when you're at the top of the sport. And you know it's like winning time. Like Patrick Mahomes has had one bad half in his postseason career, y'all. That was the 2018 first half against the Patriots. 
It's the only bad stretch he's ever played in the postseason. Yes, I know they didn't score a touchdown at Super Bowl 55, but that was not his fault. The dude was excellent, okay? He was going parallel to the ground on dimes. So, I don't know. I agree. That, that yeah, Super Bowl that was kind of uh, the Buccaneers one. No, 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 the Niners one. The Niners one. No, the first half. Uh, no, I think. I yeah, think the, the first half was. The Niners. The first were half good. was. Uh, the Niners. I, I, I say the third quarter. I want to say the first half. Hey, what was in the game? The first half. It was tight. I was mean, tight. We, we we was never out of the game, but I'm saying no, like the tight. first three quarters, it was kind of. Uh, no, I don't know. It was 2010. It was looking kind of shaky. Look. The, all I'm saying is they didn't score a single point against New England in 2018 in the first right. half. Didn't score a point. Right. Um, right. You know, so the, I think that's the worst half he's played in a postseason game. Um, yes, the third quarter was sort of weird um, because, you know, San Francisco was trying its best to, like, play ball control, sort of matriculate the ball down the field, try to get a lead, um, you know, which they were building pretty well. Um, I just – I don't know, man. Like, the dude – it, it's a it's a like it's a shock for a reason when he plays poorly and you haven't even seen that um necessarily in, in a postseason game so i just i don't know man but when hey when and I, you know what another thing to even further your point we we were questioning kansas city for sleepwalking through the regular season last year yeah. they barely beat atlanta last year mm-hmm. i remember that being a big thing on the show with us mm-hmm. and before he was hurt against Cleveland, they looked like he was going to blow. Oh my God! And then Buffalo, they looked like oh my God! And it's I fully expect it to go another level in about yeah. two weeks. Yeah, people people need to be reminded that he was dealing with the foot injury or the the turf toe uh, against Buffalo, and he was coming off the concussion protocol. Um, and yeah, he was he was really good that day. Really good. He was really good. I mean, I remember people in Buffalo being like, "Well, you know, when the Chiefs played the Bills the first game, they didn't have Matt Milano." And I was like, "I mean, Matt Milano's a really good player, but like, Matt Milano had a free rush on this man. He does a little wiggle, and there's another dime to Kelsey, and it's just like, oh, well, now now Matt Milano has understood what it's like to play against." Wasn't it? Wasn't it twenty eight unanswered against Buffalo? Uh, that was right. Yeah, I mean they had the lead at halftime, even though they were down nine nothing, like early in the second quarter. So I mean it's Uh yeah. Buffalo got up to nine. uh, McCole had that little thing, and then yeah, they worked him back in the game, and then it was all it was curtains after that. Yeah. So I mean, uh, I just want to tell other teams if they if they do see the Chiefs in the postseason, like. Prepare to score 35 because it's, it's just what's going to be required unless something very unusual happens, which is obviously like not having your lineman or uh, some turnovers or some you know penalties, like whatever. Like some of it will be Kansas City's own fault, but like every opponent should go in being like, we need 35 points. You know, Bengals score 34 on Sunday. Like I think you could take that as a straight formula as to like don't turn the ball over. And you need thirty-four to thirty-five points, and and hope you get the ball last too. Uh, hey, Nate, I, I got a question for you. Do you think we finally see Kyle Long, Kyle Long this week? 
That's a really good point, Boogie. He has not played a snap, I believe, this season. He's kind of been activated for the second half of the year. Um, but he had the – I believe it was the the tibia or fibula. I can't remember which one, but he had that injury before camp, um, missed basically training camp, preseason, half of the regular season. Um, if the Chiefs get any kind of lead, if they can put a lot of the reserves in, like, yeah, it would be wise to give Kyle Long some snaps because – you never know. I mean, it's it's really unfortunate that Eric Fisher had his Achilles tear basically when the game was already won. I, I remember my dad calling me uh, as I was driving. Like, my dad called me. I, I called him back as I was driving from the stadium. And I remember my dad being like, I'm really concerned because a torn Achilles, that obviously could have been career ending. And thankfully he's with the, you know, he's doing pretty well with the Colts. But I remember my dad being like, uh, we ain't got no, we ain't got no way to put a tackle. And at least this year, with Joe Tooney doing it last week, Kyle Long has played tackle before in his career. Obviously, it's been a while because he's coming out of retirement. So yeah, I would, I would look to get him some snaps in the second half if you can, um, because I believe Orlando Brown is going to play. It's just a matter of like, all right, you feel good, you good, all right, get out because we, we need you. <laughs> Like get out, so, get out again. You know. So you saying we might have some henny time this weekend? You, it would be a, it would be a good sight for the Chiefs um, because I think if the if the Chiefs should kind of want tomorrow's game to go the way it went against Pittsburgh, um, like get a lead, build on that thing. The game's basically over by halftime. You can just hand the ball off to Derek Gore, get him some more reps, basically, and then you can start to pull everybody you know off the field. Um, to give guys more snaps in the second half. Uh, you know, if Denver makes this thing, like, really ugly and, like, it's 17-13 in the third quarter, then, like, then your plan isn't isn't working out the way you thought it would. I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this real quick. Um, we're going to be facing Drew Lott this time. I think the Chiefs, they should learn They should learn from last time to um, stack the box against Javante and Melvin Gordon and make Drew Lott throw the ball. And we pretty much all in agreement that Drew Locke is not a good quarterback. I've been saying he's not a good quarterback. I watched him enough in Mizzou. Uh, he was putting up numbers against them um, mid to lower grade college teams, but majority of the time those big games, you know, you know he was getting murdered basically. Uh, didn't really show up. He only had like one big win in college. So um, I'm looking at this. He is playing for his career though, bro. I mean, this yeah, is this, this is. Just, this is taped to be a backup, in my opinion. This is taped right. to, be, this... to be a to be a guy that you can rely upon. Now, everybody will want to be, you know, everybody in Drew Locke's situation will want to be the next Ryan Tannehill. Um, you know, where you go to another team, you get a chance, and then hey, all of a sudden you're you've revitalized your career. Um, but yeah, I would I would tell Drew Locke at all, if nothing else, son, don't turn the ball over. Like if nothing else. <laughs> Give us a chance. Make us competent. You know, keep our organization moving forward, not backwards in terms of penalties. You know, get the guys to sort of believe in you. Uh, so that'll be an interesting thing too. Like they don't have they don't have a lot of guys on defense playing on Sunday. Thirteen. That's yeah, cool. they, they corners. I'm predicting the dirty hands out. Special. Darby's out. Yeah. So they don't. Green Jackson's out. So hey, we got we yes. are we. We are contractually obligated to play this game. For <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> make me believe that I want to play hard in the first quarter, Drew. Like, make hey, us, make us hey, what what they call it in spades, where it's like, all right, you, whatever you bet your book, that's what you get. My book. Just, just take it. What do they call it? Um, oh, they call it? Who plays spades? It's not, it's not, you're not talking about reneging, right? You're not talking about like, no, 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 yeah. not reneging. It's like, you win six, I win six. Okay, we just gonna, we gonna just take that bet and we'll play the next hand. I forgot. Never mind. Take, we taking away black yeah. card. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say, black card. I do all the play space, bro. Black card revolts. <laughs> the, the, oh, the, the best thing is when you say, how many, how many you got? How many you got? You got five? You better have five. See, look, blind 12 is when you get on six and you bet. No, bro, no, it's not blind 12. Yeah, so I know how to play spade. (laughs) Like, it's um, but yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. I just (laughs) do we really have to play this game? I mean, yes, we got to play this game. Why? No injuries. No injuries. Because we got to win. We might be shame play this weekend. You want want the two seed. You got to win the game. And by the way, the league did not help you, right? Like, had this game been played on Sunday, you maybe you could could scoreboard watch. But now the league is like, you got to play on Saturday, which means you got to (laughs) win. And Uh, and Patrick's got to play. You know, Mm. Chris Jones has got to play. Tyron Matthews got to play. Like Chris Travis, Jones need a sack, right? For that million dollar incentive. Yeah, for the, the incentive, one yeah. point one point two five million yeah. dollar bonus. Yep. And Denver's on their back. You think he gets uh, it? Guard too, right? Better get it done in the first half. Yeah, he's gonna get that on the first drive. <laughs> <laughs> hey, coach. Remember, hey, remember coach. Uh, where Kareem needed? Um, how many yards did Kareem need to lead the lead? I think it was 26. Yeah, it was like 26 or 30, somewhere in there. And, they, and he got it on the first drive, too, I believe. Very first. I think it was the very first carry, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was It was early. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, coach, I know I'm supposed to take care of the B gap. Uh, I'm going to go through the A gap. I'm going to get this sack real quick. <laughs> we on incentive watch. A, B, watch. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Let's, let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but uh, Nate, I want to ask you about the incentive-based contract stuff because um, I was on Clubhouse last week after the Dallas-Arizona game. That was the first time I've been on there to Blue Moon. Uh, I want to shout out Women's Watching Sports Live because I was in their room. And they had Tyrone Poole in the room. And I asked him about the incentive-based contract stuff and what he thought about it. And he said he's not really a fan of it because, you know, the, the, how the business is in the NFL, you know, sometimes they'll treat players like a certain way, like, you know, owners become billionaires or stay billionaires for a reason. Like mm-hmm. uh, there's certain players, they'll like reduce their snaps just to purposely make them not hit their incentive. So, like, what do you think about the incentive based based contracts overall, in your opinion? Um, your agent needs to tell you what's what what the situation is. Your agent needs to. You need to really understand if you're going to set something up in an incentive based nature that you're like one of the top dudes on the team. Now, unfortunately, there are a lot of agents who have to remind the player, hey, you're on the depth chart, you're on the two line. Like, you might be a starter, you might be a guy in the rotation, hey, you may be 
You know, you may be their first option if somebody gets hurt. Um, you know, for someone like Chris Jones, the incentives aren't necessarily a negative because he knows he's going to be on the field all the time. Like he is right. that valuable to the team. Therefore, those incentives, I believe, are more evenly uh, agreed upon. Like, hey, we want you to get 10 sacks because that would make us be a great defense because we're paying you $20 million a year. Can you please go get 10 sacks? Um, yeah. And for Chris Jones, it's like, hey, I did my job. I got rewarded. And I knew I was going to get plenty of opportunities to accomplish whatever was in the incentive. Here's the issue when you get to a certain stage in your career. And the person I think about a lot is Sammy Watkins in terms of last year with his contract. You know, he returned to the team. Uh, he wanted to stay with the team. Uh, the market was not really like wild for veteran wide receivers because Jamar Chase was coming out of the draft. <laughs> like there were so many guys that were like, or even this is two years ago, if this was like Jerry Judy and those guys, like, like there was so many young, talented receivers uh, hey, man, you can still catch passes from Patrick Mahomes. You can still be on a winning team. Hey, you guys can go back to back. In order to do that, though, the way the salary cap is working, some of this has got to be incentive-based. And you're like, that's great, but that's like your best season. Like, there's a reason those incentives are sort of like, we get the AFC Championship game, or we win the Super Bowl, or you get like 850 yards, which – Look at your stats. Kind of can go either way. Um, I understand Poole's point about, hey, snap count distribution. But also, if a team knows your whole medical history, because you've been on their team the last several years, they know how good you are at getting treatment. And I'm not saying this is like anything that's like, I mean, Sammy did everything that he could do, based on my understanding. But it's a violent sport. Like, you may not play all 16 games, and there go the incentives. And so now that isn't equated to the cap. Now we can roll some of that salary cap over to next year. I mean, there's it's a it's an interesting part of the business because the NFL is a business first and foremost. But I think I think agents tell the player this is the most amount of money you can make with the incentives involved. And that's the best I could do for you based on the situation of which team you could be on or where you want to be in that nature. At the same time, though, there's a reason that this is incentive-based and not in the deal at the moment. Guaranteed. Yes, at the moment you sign. Right. Got you. Yeah, and um, I remember there's another guy, uh, Mike DeVito actually talked about it on uh, his one-on-one podcast with Jeff Allen earlier the week. Mm-hmm. He had a incentive-based deal, too, and I think he was supposed to play, like, 60% of the snaps, and he would have got a $500,000 bonus or something like that. And um, I think the last game the last game was against Buffalo, and he didn't play in the first half. He didn't play till like, the third quarter, and he almost uh, pulled, like, an A-B sort of. You know, he almost uh, decided not to go out there because, you know, just the way the Chiefs did him on the snap count type of deal, so – yeah, man. Which, That's which, in a base contract is tough. Which then, I remember so you, Victor Cruz talking about that too. Yeah. Which then which then this is when there's arguments between players and agents. Well, why is my deal like this? Well, this was the best I could do for you. But it's based on snap counts. Well, hey, I'm not the coach, man. <laughs> like I'm, right. like I'm not. And so it's 
it's a it's a it's a business. It's it's unfortunate. I hate that all the people that we respect and admire who perform at this high level of the sport. Um, yeah, it's tough. I mean, even the Antonio Brown situation. Like, obviously, he's put out his thoughts on what happened, and if that's true, like that's tough. Like, if his ankle was really that bad, and they knew it was that bad, and they were like, "Can you play?" What's going on with the coach-player relationship, you know? But if you do that on top of the money, on top of the incentives that he had in his deal, uh, that man must have been through a lot of pain. Or mentally, he was in a place where he couldn't think big picture-wise. But you're in the middle of a football game against the Jets, and if we lose to the Jets, that's an embarrassment. And now you want me to go potentially hurt my ankle when I could be a free agent next year, which I believe he would have been a free agent next year at his deal gone through the life of the contract, through the course of the regular season. Like, you're you're trying to think of all these things in in as little time as possible sometimes. I mean, you know, some agents like to say, hey, I need – this is not enough for my guy. And then the team will say, okay, well, this is – there's only 32 of us, and that's, and that's an issue. You know, there's only 32 teams. There's only 32 jobs for some of these guys. And there's always a new wave of talent that's younger – that's cheaper based on the salary cap CBA structure. Um, but when you, when you, when you, I just wish that when players agree to an incentive, don't count on that money. That money is a bonus basically. Yeah. So, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, well, Nate, um, just, just so we can, um, you know, cut short on time a little bit um, just to kind of wrap things up. So how we all we all in agreement that the Chiefs gonna win the game, you know? Uh, how Broncos, do so. you see <laughs> Boogie? Shut up! All right. So now, now, um, how do you see this AFC playoff picture turn out in the end? Who do you think is gonna all get in? All right, I'm I'm gonna be logical. I'm gonna say the Chiefs will win. They'll be the two seed. I'm gonna say Tennessee will win. They'll be the one seed. All right, let's okay. then. Then it gets a little tricky. Now Joe Burrow is not playing. So I'm going to take them down. I'm going to say Buffalo is probably the three seed. <clears throat> okay. Who's Buffalo playing this week? Hold on, Nate. Uh, let me look here real quick for you. They play the Jets. Yeah, okay. let's 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 give them a dub. Let's give them the win. Um, Cincinnati, is, I believe, is playing Cleveland. That can go either way. Cleveland has nothing to play for. Baker Mayfield's not playing that game. That is an actual preseason game in week 18. Good Lord. I mean, Case, Ke- Case Keenum might ball out, though. <laughs> some 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 could argue that Case Keenum should have been starting about a month ago. Uh, yeah, they, I know a Browns fan personally wanted Case Keenum in there. Baker, he just didn't look right. Like I I I mean Baker Mayfield's tough. Not going to deny that, but like when you're not healthy, you're not you're not helping your your team. And it looks like he wasn't healthy. He obviously, he's gonna have uh, surgery here. So I'm gonna say Titans one, Chiefs two. Let's give the Bills a three seed. Uh. And they'll win the division, so that means Cincinnati will be the four seed, having won their division. Um, then I'm gonna go Patriots five. <sighs> this is when it gets tough, y'all. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't. I mean, look, Pittsburgh needs a miracle, so I'm gonna remove them from the list. <sighs> I'm gonna say I'm looking at conference records now. Look at this. Where is this conference record? And who does the Colts play, fellas? Jacksonville, they will. They 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 better win that game. 
Yeah, they haven't won in Jacksonville since 2014. By yeah. the way, I'm gonna I'm give them a win. I'm gonna just hand the ball to Jonathan Taylor a thousand times. I don't I don't care what it takes. Uh, so I'm gonna say Indy as a six and the Chargers as a seventh. Okay, which means Chiefs Chargers Monday Night Football. Where we all began this show. <laughs> so, Boogie, do you got a top seven in mind? How it's gonna play out? I, I think that's pretty accurate. I I think Chargers will win. I, I think it's going to be the same. I agree with that. Country, do you got anything different? Yeah. Unless the Raiders don't Raider. <laughs> then it might get ugly. <laughs> so All you right. got Chiefs versus Colts? Now, we you get Chiefs versus Colts if the Raiders win. Because obviously they beat the Colts like we talked about earlier. So, um, I mean, look, another scenario could be Chiefs win, Titans lose. All of a sudden, Chiefs are the one seed, Titans are the two seed, uh, Buffalo will be the three, Cincinnati would be the four, New England five, Raiders six, Indy seven. I mean, that could happen. All right, so I'm out to uh, I'm out to shot the viewers here on Kingdom Cast right now. Um, I'm rooting for chaos, and I think we see chaos in week 18. Uh, this may be the fan in me, but it's possible it could happen. All right, so um, the Chiefs, they're going to win their game, and I, I truly believe Houston can sweep Tennessee. Like, let's go Rex Burkhead. Let's go Brandon Cooks. Let's go Davis Mills. Davis like, Mills. <laughs> <laughs> listen, Davis like, Mills the new, the new uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's what you're asking. I'm with. Yeah, I, hey, this might be Fitzpatrick part two, man. Because look, Dave, Davis Mills, he's actually been the What's best rookie made? quarterback. Ah, there you go. Yeah, he's actually been the best rookie quarterback in the league this year, low key. So, um, I'm I'm a roll with that. And then, as far as like the final two seeds, man. Oh man, I think, I think, I think Baltimore got a chance for that wild scenario to happen. Like real talk, I really think. Jacksonville might mess around yeah. and beat Indianapolis again, man. Like, Indy's got to show me they can win in Jacksonville look, again. Look, 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 it's look, a look, lot look. of pressure. Chuck, a lot of pressure. Lamar in the playoffs Chuck, so bad. Chuck, if I was on Jacksonville, I would <laughs> mentally already be on a beach somewhere. There ain't no way. Sure. No. No. Like, if Indy loses that game to Jacksonville, come on. I mean – um, listen, listen, I'm telling you, dog. I'm telling you, it's, you, it's a good chance that can happen, man. Thank you, Like, Bob. listen, like, you, ain't, you don't have Urban, you don't have Urban Meyer there no more, all right? You can play loosely. You, you got already, nothing I'm to lose. I'm Caicos, though. I'm already, I'm already in Abu Dhabi. I'm already, like, I mean, granted, we're in a, now, by the way, fellas, we're in a, Jacksonville Jaguars, we're in a pandemic. Please be safe. But, <laughs> like, maybe go to Orlando. Go to Miami. Like I'm I'm mentally already in my car driving to Miami. <laughs> trying to live trying to live a safe life outside on a beach, you know, socially distanced. But if I was a if, if I was a DB in Jacksonville, please hand the ball off and I'll make all the business decisions necessary for Jonathan Taylor. Yo, I'm just saying, styles make fights, and um, Indy been struggling with their style a little bit the past few years. I'm just saying. Hold and on, then you got the final Pittsburgh scenario, Bucks? man. Yes, yeah, they, they play Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. Big Ben yeah. get packed. They can up. win. They can win with Tyler Huntley. 
I think it went with Tyler Huntley. <laughs> Come on, man. Ben just barely threw for over 100 yards with 43 <laughs> passes on Monday night. Stop it. Anyway, this is last game, the man. final, who, the final. Who knew? Who knew Chuck was drinking during the podcast? I didn't even. Know. I, I'm, I'm not drinking. I'm telling y'all. I'm telling y'all. This set up for some chaos he's, here. He's Unless you gonna long Lamar Jackson a new ankle, even if they did win, they gonna get smacked when they get in there. Hey, it is what it is, man. But the final, <laughs> but the last team that's gonna get in is the Raiders, dog. I'm telling you. I'm going to be stomping on Justin Herbert's grave when the Raiders beat the Chargers on Sunday night football. And I'm going to be back to say, I told you so. Because I said weeks ago, after the Raiders stole one from the the Cleveland Browns, I said, do not be surprised if the Raiders backdoor they win. They got the spirit of John Madden running through their football team right now. I know they got all this off the field stuff going on. They can't handle the Vegas lifestyle, but they've been grinding out victories. Their defense been playing better. Josh Jacobs been getting it going. And then you got Darren Waller coming back. And you know how the Chargers do against tight ends. They not good against the tight ends. Look, so look, I, I love John Madden. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't stand by this. No, 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 I cannot. <laughs> Nate, I'm going to come back to your mentions if this happens. Oh, I'm going to come back no. to your mentions oh. if this happens. I'm going to play this clip. I'm going to play this very clip come on, if no. it happens. Uh, no. <laughs> if the Raiders win, we got to do an emergency podcast. Nate, I don't care where you're at. You got to drop what you're well, doing. Here. Yeah, I'll be here on we, Sunday. We, we got to yeah. come back and talk. If the Raiders win, we got to go live immediately. I'm, I'm, I'm texting Chuck. In the second quarter, when the Chargers are already up fourteen, I just <laughs> like I just come on now. It's, it's Vegas, dog. It's Vegas, man. I'm telling you, <laughs> Charger C die. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Oh, we were definitely gonna get on Carrington too. Oh my oh, goodness. Yeah. Woo, boy. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. No, I can't. I can't yeah. see that. Hey Nate, yep. man, we Full appreciate having you, man. <laughs> you, you, you've been a day one guy, day yeah. one supporter, man. We we certainly appreciate you. Um, somebody commented on you. I don't know if it was the spaces or our podcast. It's a very lofty title, though. They said you are the closest thing to Therese that we oh, have. Yeah. Yeah. I know we bring it up all the time. It's not. It's not just because. Y'all both black. Y'all both. <laughs> it's not that. It's like that was my guy. Y'all both. They y'all both got that same type of spirit, that same type of love. Yeah. To, to help the the little guys out because we the little guys, I guess. But y'all y'all got that same type of that drive in y'all, and we just appreciate you, man. We appreciate you as a fan base, as uh, as fellow media guys. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um. We try to get you on the show. The first time was great. The second time was like, yo, I gotta go out with my wife. It was hey, look, it was it was date night. Smart man, happy wife, happy life. But no, nah, man, we, we definitely appreciate you, man. And uh thanks, man, for everything. It's been a hell of a season, a hell of a ride. Uh you did a great job this year, you know what I'm saying? So it was looking ugly for a while, but we got it back together. <laughs> we did, we did. No, it, no. Thank you for having me. It's a, it's, a, it's great. I love all the comments. I appreciate everybody. Um, look, Kansas City. Yeah, is I show home. your monarch shirt before you go, though. I mean, Kansas, Kansas City is home. 
you know, I, I went to Satchel Page Elementary School back in the day. So in a weird way, you know, it feels like my civic duties uh, to, to try to give everybody as much knowledge and information about the team. Obviously, they're, you know, um, they're obviously very exciting. Um, so there's there's always going to be something compelling. But, yeah, I mean, I appreciate people that, that you know, like I said before, anytime anybody wants to put me next to Therese, I mean, that's – that's uh that's saying a lot. So I I appreciate it. Shout out to Ebony, um, you know who was. You know it's uh I haven't I haven't talked to her in a while, but you know I know she's doing well. Um, but yeah, like you know, there's the plaque of you know that the Chiefs did and honoring Therese in the press box before I go to my seat every home game. Now I you know I, I see that and it's um it's great, man. So we miss him to death. Uh, obviously, I love him. He was really instrumental in my career. Um, and so anytime I can talk football with y'all, um, yeah, man, it's just it's great. It's a blast. It's easy. You know, it's like none of this. Long as it ain't date night. Long is, <laughs> yeah, long as it's not date night. Y- y'all doing this on Friday does not help me because, you know, everybody in the NFL knows Friday night is the night because, you know, you, you do the practice Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And it's like, whoo, I can finally get out of the facility. I don't know. You know I, I'm, not, I'm not practicing. I'm not coaching, but I'm writing. And it's like they're not doing anything Saturday uh, other than like a walkthrough and another film session team meeting, which they don't let reporters uh, part of that. So it's like, hey, I got I got Friday night, um, whether it's home or away. And then sometimes in non-pandemic years, I could go to games on Saturday uh, or I would obviously hang out with family on Saturday. So we, we had it structured a certain way. But um, but no, this Friday worked. It, it felt right. Um, I'm glad y'all asked me. Uh, Lord knows we got way more to talk about the, the Denver Broncos game. But hey, yeah, that's uh, it's it's a good thing. So I'll try my best in the playoffs to to uh, to keep doing my civic duties for my for my hometown. Hey man, how much, we ain't got no worries how much over fun, here. How much fun would Therese have had with this AB situation? Man, look. <laughs> <laughs> like there were, there were. Um, I mean, it sucks to me that like you know everybody has already talked about like how much they reminisce and love what John Madden means. Like I just the amount of times that I know, I, I don't know if Therese met John Madden, um, but I think part of being a Hall of Fame voter, he would have been in those circles. Like he would have, he may. Have, I I've never I never talked to him about Madden like the person specifically, but like, it would have been cool to hear like, you know, uh, Therese's thoughts on John Madden, you know, in terms cool. of what, what it, what it was like for him, just like it was for all of us playing that game, you know, hearing him, you know, I think Therese, I remember Therese loving the 49ers Cowboys rivalries of the nineties and just like how, like just how dope that was. And like, I'm like, unless Brett Favre was amazing. It's just, it's just going to be Cowboys 49ers in the NFC Championship game for like five straight seasons. So I remember him loving that. And obviously that involved Madden and Summer all back in the day. So, um, yeah, there's always these things that like I kind of think of. And it's like, man, like it makes me think of Therese, which is like a good thing. But it's also obviously very sad because it's just like, I can't, you know, we can't talk to We can't talk to our guy. Yeah, man. That's the only void that's missing right now, man. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. And the, for him. You're right. And and, and think about Yeah. And, and, and think about this. Like he was in the press box for Mahomes' uh first start against Denver 
in the in the seventeen. And I was told by like a couple people like Sam Ellinger and, and Lahe Gregoria, like the dude was so the dude was laughing because of the throws Patrick was making. And it was just like, oh yeah, the guy's the guy's real. The guy is actually real. Like, you know, so he under, he he understood before everybody did about what Patrick was gonna do uh for the team. Yeah. Exactly. But but yeah, Nate, thanks again for coming on with us, man. And also, man, happy new year, up, man. Yeah, happy new year. Thank you. Yeah, same, same here. And speaking of speaking of the monarchs, man, shout out to Buck O'Neill, man. Finally made the baseball. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. You know, it only, it only took baseball 25 some odd years. Years. Like, <laughs> years. You know, it only, you know, you know, shout out, shout out to Buck, you know, that's my guy back there in the bobblehead. So yeah. Um, oh yeah! Speaking of bobbleheads, it's National Bobblehead Day, so yeah, get one oh, of those buck ones if they're still available. Also, get one of these; oh, okay. they're still available at bobbleheadhall.com. So let's get. <laughs> Just wanted to play that real quick. Incredible flex, my friend! Incredible flex. <laughs> <laughs> Just immaculate flexing. I know people bobblehead away to our two hundred subscribers, something like that, or uh, eight hundred followers. I got one to tuck somewhere. We can do that. <laughs> Yo, we'll see y'all Saturday after this win. Um, I'm not even. I'm not even fathoming a loss. I, I I just can't. I'm sorry. No disrespect to Denver, but their stars really not playing. They already locked up for next year. Drew Locks trying to put some film on so he can be in a uh, Tampa Bay next year with Tom Brady as backup. So. <laughs> We will see y'all after the game, man. Appreciate y'all. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, comment. Until the next episode, we out of here, y'all. Man, we lose the Denver. I'm, I, I quit. Everything. <laughs> <laughs>